Hokey Talking. Okay, so today, oh, <laughs> this is so much fun. I'm just like elated. This is like over the top, just like, oh, I can't believe I get to do this. Um, so today is January 14th, 2021. And I am just feeling so absolutely humbled, elated, like just like so grateful to be cared for and being watched after and just like, I just feel like I'm like, you know what it's like, I don't know if you've ever had a little baby kind of toddling child come up to you and just want to sit with you and snuggle and they just want to sit with you and hear your heartbeat and that's kind of what, like a sense of what I'm feeling right now. It's like I feel like I have this this opportunity to go into like my heavenly mother's lap and just sit there and feel her heartbeat and just feel so protected and so comforted and so um cared for and so like provided for just like everything is is taken care of right not in the sense of like oh all of my physical temporal needs are taken care of or you know like all of my spiritual goals have been accomplished or my intellectual or my social goals have been accomplished like that's not really what I'm talking about I'm like feeling this sense of like warmth and and comfort because I have so much clarity of mind of where like the potential of where I'm going basically right because you know I started today it was kind of like a faith building will building experience kind of woke up was kind of in a bit of a funky fog I was like well I woke up kind of late and I kind of feel like, you know, yesterday I didn't really eat the best, like, you know, cause I'm super sensitive. Like my, my body turns on and off with food very quickly and, and I feel the, the drag and the, the exhaustion from putting things in my body that, that are not supportive of it. So, you know, I had one instance last night when I, I had something that, that wasn't like totally supportive. Um, but then I just like, you know, went to bed, whatever, just moved on. Like, and thankfully that's kind of been my rhythm lately. It's like, you know, in the past I used to just like go off a little bit and come back. And it was, it was like, oh, like I had to have a few days of detox or whatever. Right. To just kind of feel back to myself again. But lately it's been so cool to just kind of be in this state where for the last three months or whatever, I've been on this very clear outlined, like healthy lifestyle kind of way of being and doing things so it's like I might go off one or so kind like a few times a week or something and then I come back and it's like it's as if it's almost as if I I didn't go off right because I'm not feeling like the um as much pain I guess from when I used to feel it like I don't know it's almost like my body has healed to the point where it can support me even when I have the zag days when I say zag days it's like even when I have the days where it's a little bit not ideal but but it's supported enough so that it can it can be resilient and it can just like bounce back kind of thing which I'm like oh that's like such a saving grace because I'm really not perfect at anything I do like I I would (laughs) I would I would identify very good with (laughs) being clumsy clambering over things and like not ditzy but you know like just like I just I'm kind of like a butterfly flooding kind of person so I just kind of woo like I just I really do love fun and that kind of stuff so anyways so here I am where I woke up and I was in a bit of a funk today and I was like well like what am I gonna do with this 
and I was getting a little bit, not depressed, but kind of like, well, I don't know. Cause like I looked around and it was just all a mess, right? Cause I didn't really take the time the day before. Hence like, you know, eating in a way that was unsupportive. You know, I was already probably in an emotional state of feeling a little off. So then I was eating my emotions and then, and then I didn't make any time to just like clean up and stuff. Um, cause I wasn't really in a, a great state to just like hunker down and just will build in that exact moment. Right. And do that before bed. So anyways, so then I woke up to like a huge mess in every single room and I'm like, what am I going to do? Cause really when I wake up in the morning, my thing is like, Oh, I pray before I even get out of bed so that I can just at least have that, like be clear of like what my intention is for the day and my gratitudes. And then I usually start the day trying to, you know, go through my hierarchy of my relationships in my life. You know, I try to get, get into a state where I'm attached with Heavenly Father and I feel attached and I feel that, that clear connection. And then I connect with myself and check in with myself. And then I connect with my spouse and my children and, you know, and then anybody else that comes to mind after that. Right. And so, you know, as I was starting my, you know, checklist of what is my focus for today, it was like, oh, well, I need to be attaching with Heavenly Father now. And when I say I need to, it's not like I'm saying it like begrudgingly or like, oh, like I have to do this because like, or else, or, you know, like, like out of obligation, because I'm actually so grateful to be in a state at this point in my life where it's like, no, like I love this opportunity I have to just go there. Right. I was getting a little distracted by cleaning up this or like, like, washing that and then it just got to a point where I was like no I cannot do this I cannot do the Martha thing right now at such a key hour of my day when you know it's so important for me to take this time to connect with Heavenly Father because any other time of the day my focus is elsewhere right it's so easy for me to do the Martha thing all day long right whereas like when I have this space and time in my beginning of the day when all is quiet it's like no now is the time for me to be connecting with Heavenly Father like I can't be going on Wi-Fi and trying to see what 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 I could be doing with that connection I can't be going on and and you know connecting with the dishes or, or whatever like I need to be connecting with my Heavenly Father like this is my daddy date time so it's like okay what am I gonna do about that so I picked up my Book of Mormon picked up like the old come follow me manual picked up and, and and like along the way like as I was putting around I found the other scriptures that we have like we have this one set of scriptures that's like the pristine version of scriptures that doesn't get touched or colored or anything lately <laughs> thankfully not yet um just to just to keep it nice and easy for us to use and then I've got my like my book of mormon that I just color all over right now anyways so then I opened it up I was like okay well, let's just start going through the Come Follow Me from the very beginning. So I just go through the title page stuff. And I really liked how it started off and it's saying, hey, check out this title page. You know, it's the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, how, how do you see throughout the book, if you could like have this challenge in mind, like highlight any time that you notice that it is showing that this is another testament of Jesus Christ, basically. So that was kind of a cool challenge to keep in mind. And then after that, um, I read this little part saying like, oh, in second Nephi two twenty-five to 26, it just talks about, Hey, like this is outlying the plan of salvation. And I was like, Oh, that's so beautiful. And so I just thought, yeah, I'm going to go there. And so, um, 
what is it exactly that I'm going like okay so I went there and it says like Adam fell that men might be and men are that they might have joy and the Messiah cometh in the fullness of time that he may redeem the children of men from the fall and because that they are redeemed from the fall they have become free forever knowing good from evil to act for themselves and not to be acted upon save it be by the punishment of the law at that great at the great and last day according to the commandments which God had given half given so then I was reading that and I was like oh that's kind of cool like I remember what the first time I read Adam felt that mine might be men are that they might have joy and it kind of just brought me back to a time in my life when I was reading the book of Mormon for the first time I had received my first copy of it by a lovely person that I love dearly and she had marked all of these chapters she marked all these places of her favorite places and I was like okay like at the first time that I read everything I was like ah for me like I just it's just kind of words on the page um and but I remember this was I think this was one of them Adam felt that men might be and men are that they might have joy because I think that really that was one of the things that kind of resonated I was like yeah I, I agree with that I totally think that's a that makes total sense right and and it just brought me back to this this whole I feel like this theory that I've developed over time like this theory that like you know, it was just illustrated in this experience that I had, you know, when I first joined the church, you know, I would go on the website and it was all like HTML style. Like it was just all very like, just, just text on a, on a website kind of thing, just very simple, everything. And I'd go to, go to church and it was very much just like, you know, go in there and sit down and you sit down for like a good 10 minute period of quiet. And then, and then you listen to other people share some of their experiences and then, and then you go to the next class and it's a similar thing. And so it's just like, that's what it was. And then I would go to activities and you, you would have a prayer and a song and then you do like a simple activity thing. And for the most part, when I experienced all those things, yes, of course, there was like, you know, tricklings of the spirit and tricklings of like feeling like I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time. And there was always that other side of it that was like, this is the most boring thing that I've ever done, right? It was just like, oh my goodness, like there's so much will building within this experience that that is so important for me to to keep doing though. Like it, it was, it, I always decided very, um, I don't know. I was very clear, like from the very beginning when I started learning about the church and gospel and everything, it was always very clear to me that I loved how they taught about agency and how we had agency that as a gift to us to, so we could choose. And over time I learned I have the gift of agency, so I get to choose good basically. And, and it, it was just such a fascinating journey for me to, to will build myself as a 15 year old to continue doing something that on the outside seemed just very boring, you know, like just very, very boring almost all the time. Right. <laughs> and it was just like this beautiful experience over time, seeing how it has evolved for me, you know, like, you know, in the same way that this morning when I woke up, I was like, well, like I could be doing all this other stuff. Like I could be feeling a sense of accomplishment from doing the laundry, or I could feel a sense of accomplishment by cleaning up this room and making it really shine. Or I could like, you know, be on the internet, just like getting all these updates of like all this like stuff that in the moment feels like it's fun. Um, but I love, I love the way that this one coach that I'm following right now talks about things. Like she talks about being discerning about what are some easy choices that we could be making right now, but actually lead to us having a harder life, right? And then what are some 
e um some kind of like not not necessarily easy, but what are some like will building kind of choices that we could be making right now that actually lead to making our life easier, right? And it was just like, when she said it like that, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. And that was like today where it's like, I could go and, you know, do the chores and get a sense of accomplishment and maybe like go in and make a room really nice. But like, really, they're not as important as me taking time and having a daddy daughter date with the person that the only person I can do that with right and and it was just like yeah okay so here I am in second Nephi doing my thing there and then um and and it was like you know it was like when I first joined the church it's like it's just words on a page it's it's just like you know on from the outside looking in it's it's probably one of the most boringest activities you could ever imagine right you're just sitting there looking at a page right but it's like no it's like I'm I'm reading that and it's like beautiful and then I, I I'm doing this like scripture chase chain thing of of events and so then I go oh well maybe I'll just stop in at Doctrine and Covenants 2 because the last time I was in it I was reading section one um because that's where we're at and come follow me and then I was like I haven't read two yet so then here I was um and before I say this like I just want to share how grateful I was because it was like it was one of those nice nicely shocking moments where it was like um what (laughs) stop the press like what (laughs) because like I didn't realize but I just love, this is why I feel like I'm like snuggling with my heavenly mother right now and she's just holding me because I just love the way that the hand of God works in my life. Like so often I feel like my heavenly father is preparing me every step of the way for the next thing, right? You know, when I was reading in the book of Mormon last year and I was reading about the Jaredites and how they built barges and they were traveling and, and their biggest focus that kept them going amongst all of the challenges that they were facing was praising the Lord. That was their focus. That was what they said kept them going, right? And so I was like, oh yeah, I committed myself when I read those like, and, and learned about it. I was like, yeah, that's going to be me too. If I'm going to get through anything, I just need to allow for gratitude, praising the Lord to be my focus amongst it all. And, and I know that I'll get through this. So then leading up, to like to then and that was like like a week before you know we it got announced by one of our one of the prophet (laughs) our prophet of the world right now like he he said oh I'm gonna do this like one special announcement kind of video um on the Friday and so we're like oh well what is he gonna talk about like this is so cool and so we were like just like listening we're just like oh what is it what is it what is it I just kind of felt like I was at this like King Benjamin tent just like with my tent open be like what what are you going to say? What are you going to say? And, and there he was. He's just like, Hey, I want you to know that I believe in the healing power of gratitude. And I challenge you to, to also consider that in your life of what, what things you could be grateful for. So you can allow for the healing power of gratitude to, to, to do its work in your life kind of thing. And I was like, Ooh, I love it. I love how I was like reading scriptures and I got that impression. And then I go and listen to the prophet and he's saying the same thing. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I just love those moments of like synchronicity of like just feeling like it's synergizing. It's edifying. It's like, it's all from the same source. And I'm like, yes, love it. And then here I was like living my life basically. Right. And I, I was like talking a little bit how I had this dream experience yesterday and, and it was just, it was basically, you know, all of this commotion and then I, I get to 
be with my elder brother and talk with him. And, but like the biggest moment of that whole experience wasn't the, you know, it wasn't like the traffic jam I was in and, and the moment that, that the person said, Oh, actually Jesus Christ is there blocking the way. Like, that's why we can't go that way. So that that's why we did a detour. And then I was like, no, like I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go and visit with him. Cause like what, what is he here for? Like, I want to be aware of like, I want to get the news from the source, right? Of what's going on. So then I go and visit. And then like the biggest takeaway from that dream that I got, you know, as me and my husband were visiting with him, it was the emptiness that was there. It was like, it was just me and my husband sitting with the savior and we were just talking and, and I was like, um, where's everyone? Like, where's everybody else? And, and it was just such a chilling moment for me to be like, this is not about me. You know, like, this is not about me. This is about me recognizing that I am well enough off and it is time for me to do anything that I could possibly be doing so that I can, that does not have to be a desolute, des, um, like just, just this empty experience when I go and see the Savior. Like, so that I can actually allow for my experience when, I, when it's time for me to visit with him, that I can have like all of the names of my ancestors like already having had experience with them and then having that experience when I go and visit with him, I get to meet them individually. I get to actually see them face to face and be like, you're that person. Like, and, and just like allow for it to be this beautiful family history, family reunion experience. And it, that was like the biggest, like it was like the white on the page of that dream that, that made it so worthwhile for me. I was like, well, what's missing from this dream? Like that's, that's what I was getting from that. It wasn't what was the actual dream. It was like, well, what was missing from that dream that, that would have made it even better. Right? Like, and so, so then that's what I was dealing with. I was just trying to be like, oh yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. Like if I'm going to be taking time in this life to do anything, like, why not allow for this time to be just like time in thinking about about the people that the shoulders of, on which I'm standing on, right? Like, I loved I love learning from older people as often as possible, you know, because it's it it was it was such a hard experience for me growing up, like in, a, in an environment, whatever, where I kind of ha- became very distant from ever thinking about, you know spending time with seniors or, you know, talking with my parents and really learning from them and that kind of thing. Maybe it's a general teenage thing, but for me, like that's what, what was my reality, especially, you know, when I was 14, cause I don't know, I think it was like 13 or something. So anyways, okay. Back into like the story of my life. It's like, okay. So when I was like nine or something, I kind of got this feeling like, I feel like if I don't do anything with my life, I'm just going to end up as like a homeless person, or I'm just going to like go into an area of life where I don't want to actually be. But if I take intentional time to think about the life that I actually want and work towards it, that's what I want to do with my life kind of thing. Right? So that's kind of like what was in me. And then I got phone calls from different family members that would reach out to me and be like, Oh, Hey, did you know there's this volunteering thing that you could be doing? It's for your age. It's just like available to you. Like if you sign up and call this person and whatever, and then I'd be like, Oh, like in the moment, I was like, uh, no, that's like totally outside of my comfort zone. But they, they framed it in a way when they were talking with me and be like, well, it could be really good for your resume, da, 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 da. And when they said it like that, it helped me open my perspective, be like, oh, I get it. This isn't for me right now. This is for me like 10 years from now. This is me preparing myself so I can allow for the person 10 years from now to be 
grateful that I did the things that I did. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I will, I will try to step out of my comfort zone and go and start volunteering and doing this kind of thing. So then I was like, okay. And then over time, you know, after two years of volunteering, it became really, no, it was like two, yeah, two or four years of volunteering, like in the summer times or whatever. I got to the point where I actually started working with this group and, 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 and then working alongside with like social workers and people like around the time I was 15 around the time that I was getting ready to like learn about the church and everything anyways and it it just came clear to me as I listened to the kind of conversations and dialogue and and back and forth and negotiation that happened between all of these social works between one another about like 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 basically being very intentional about building their community programs for specific families in that that community that this family would really appreciate this if we did this event they would just love that like if we did it with that kind of theme or whatever right and it was just like it was so tender to me I was like I can't believe there's people in this world that conspire for other people's good like that is so cool (laughs) and I was like man that's what I want to be I want to be like a social worker person right and so then I kind of had that in the back of my head and so I like I kind of felt like well the way that I'm going to do that is I'm going to start paying attention to any time I have any level of prejudice stereotype like ill feelings hate or any of that feeling towards any kind of person and and notice when that's like a pattern right and so over time, I kind of thought, well, like, I'm working on just kids right now. Because at the time, I was like, like, I was still kind of in a I hate kids mode. <laughs> and but I was will building myself into uh, a space where I could I could one day just love them and actually enjoy being with them. Right. And so I was like, okay, like, I'm going to keep doing this. I still had like a couple more years until I was really in that state. And then it became clear to me, oh, wait, I kind of hate seniors. I'm kind of really annoyed by them. You know, I'm annoyed by how slow they are. I'm annoyed by like that they get like the best seat in the house and on the bus and all of this kind of stuff, right? Like, and I was just like, no, that's really messed up. I really need to do something about that. And so then my friend mentioned something. Oh, I'm going to start volunteering at the senior's house. I'm going to go paint their nails and that kind of thing. And I was like, ah, sweet. I'm going to go join you. Like, I need to work on this. <laughs> and so then we, that's what we did every Saturday for like a few months, a year. I don't remember. Anyways, and that actually really helped. It was really helpful. Like, you know, and, and anyways, like it was just like a very, very important experience for me. Anyways, as I was talking about this, like I started off by kind of talking about like my dream and just and saying how important it, it would be for me to just like be in this state of like going and being with my husband and the savior and, and having that experience, but not just that, that I can be allowing for that experience to be a family reunion experience, right? And so I'm like, yeah, like that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And then, and then, and then it brought back, you know, memories of like my beginnings of learning to embrace the people that have been in the past, you know, the people who have built this life for me, basically. And thankfully, I had a dad that was just, I have a dad, like he's still around. But like, just that he was so aware of those kinds of things to the point when I would leave, and I got married and and I would leave and be gone for I don't know, weeks at a time. Every time I came back, I would want to go visit him, of course. So I'd say hi, and he'd be like, No, no, no. Did you go see your grandparents yet? 
And then I'd be like, uh, no. And they're like, he's like, no, go see them first. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then I would go and do that. But that that's like what he asked every single time I ever visited with him. He's like, have you seen your grandparents yet? Like it was just always so important to him that I would make the time to prioritize that. And so it was like, okay. So then every time I went, it was like, oh, well, since we're together, what a what other questions could I ask you about like, you know, your life when you were younger, when you lived in a different country and all of these kinds of things. Right. And so then I would record it down with my husband because it just so happened around that time, me and my husband, our actual job at that time was to be, um, to listen to seniors and listen to their life history and write it down for them basically. And that was our job. Like we did that five days a week. And so when I would come back and visit with my dad and then visit with my grandpa, it was just like a natural part of our being. We are just like, oh, well, we do this anyway, so might as well do it with our family, whatever, right? So that was really awesome. And then, you know, and then, you know, it just came to be a time where it was like, you know, I was just really kind of struggling to get any further, you know, like like my grandpa's health was waning and you know so our our interactions weren't really that way anymore after a while and then he passed and and you know and I tried to try and find like different ways that I could somehow learn more about history with my heritage and that kind of thing and it was just like it was a long haul like you know I had been searching for like a good 10 years just like you know every other time that I could like make space for that family history it was always this roadblock experience it just I just felt like nobody I knew had the answers for what I was looking for and it was just really frustrating for a long time and then it was this beautiful moment where I just felt like I had so much support you know like there was a beautiful moment where we had just paid off a bunch of debt like me and my husband and and we were just starting to just look around and be like oh well we could get a trampoline now like we have like like money available and all this kind of stuff and and you know we were about to make the purchase then we're like we're just gonna sleep on it and as I was sleeping on it it was like oh no it was just like it just came so clear it was like actually that extra money that we're gonna have available to us it's actually not for a trampoline and it just became really clear it's like that is for our ancestors that is so that we can access this group of people that have just developed, you know, as genealogists for my heritage. And we, that money is to pay them so that they can do our family history work and send it back to us. Like that is what that's for. And, and it was just like a very humbling moment. Like one, it was lovely because it was so clear. It was like, um, yeah, of course, of course. Like, I can't believe it, it took all this time just to even think that that like to even believe that that's why we have that like extra amount to put into that. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that makes total sense. We're going to do that. And then, so then when I talked with my husband about it, like it was still a faith building experience for us. We had to like deep breathe and be like, you know, like just because, because he's kind of a planner too. So it was like, you know, we had to realize that this didn't mean that we were just going to be paying for like the initial, it meant that we would probably be paying for it for like a few more months, even up to a year, because there's the initial cost of like them just doing the work. And then there's the, the follow-up costs of just being able to 
basically pay for like ingratitude of of the work of what they actually found kind of thing like and and be able to just like allow for that to be like a, a cohesive experience of like we want to actually access all the things that they found and and allow for that to be our thing now and so that was amazing like that was amazing to just step into faith and be like yes we will we will faithfully do this and it was actually like a really sweet moment for me because growing up I always heard about different immigrant families they would come here and they would just live their humble lives and then they would they would save up their money to to send it back overseas to the people that they came from and and I was like oh that is such an amazing lifestyle I love that they're so focused they're not focused on becoming rich themselves and just keeping it all to themselves. They're focused on living the most simplest, basic life possible so that they can have more money to give back to the, their, their ancestors, to whoever, right? Like to the people that, that allowed for them to then be in this new country, right? And I was like, oh goodness, that is such an amazing way to live. And so in some ways, I'm living my life dream right now as we are like, you know, putting money into family history work being done like overseas that's like my way of like doing that and once we've like you know gotten to a point where you know we're at kind of a pause with what we can find with the family history I am so excited to save up even more money so that I can like you know like contribute to these people that I'm learning that I'm related to like in these villages that I've learned about now and I'm like oh my goodness this is so cool because like I look at their villages and they're just like they just like so run down and I'm like, oh goodness, I just want to make it nice for you guys so you can like see beauty every day and not just like broken things. Like, I'm like, oh, like that'll be so awesome. Um, so anyways, that's kind of where I'm at. It, it was like a beautiful experience. Oh, 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 I didn't even get to where I was talking about. Okay, so I like I started by saying I was reading in Second Nephi. And then I was about to read um, second, like the section two in Doctrine and Covenants. And then I was like, you know, kind of in this phase of like being like, yeah, reviewing in my head kind of like where I was like, oh, yeah, like I just had all these great experiences just like building my testimony of like why it's so important. Like my dream, like I just can't believe, you know, I, I could be paying attention to all these other things, right? You know, I could be paying attention to the part where it's like somebody said, oh, the Savior's right there. Or I could be paying attention to the part that, oh, we actually got to see the Savior and be with him right but like I just kind of feel like there's a reason why he was like dressed in just black sweatpants you know it was like it was like he was being polite to to visit with us you know like and and be with me and my husband but it was almost like it wasn't as good as it could be like we it was just me and him it was like I hadn't taken the time like in the dream anyways it was almost like I hadn't taken the time to even get to know any names of my ancestors to the point where you know when I visited with him and my, my husband at that moment, it was just kind of an empty experience. It was like coming with empty hands, right? Like there was nothing that I had ready, right? Like in the same way, like in my Chinese kind of culture, it's like, it's a thing where you, whenever you go to visit someone, you don't come empty handed. You bring like oranges or you bring like banana, or like whatever, right? You just bring something as like some kind of a an offering of like, hey, I just value our relationship and this is my my offering of hey like I appreciate you as a person and I appreciate our relationship and I hope that you'll take this gift um kind of a thing and and it was anyways like I feel like when the next time I have that kind of experience I don't want to come empty-handed I want to have found 
all of these names of my ancestors and have gone and helped in the temple to allow for those names to have been um, honored and respected for the the gift of what that name has given me and and just allow for this whole experience when I read in the section two of the Doctrine and Covenants. Okay, I have to read it because I was just like, I read it this morning. I was like, no way. I was like, no way. No way that's the next section that I have to read right now. And no way that that is completely relevant <laughs> to the exact thing that I was just pondering about and like gaining some kind of will building exercise to be like, no, I just need to focus way more time on my ancestors. You know, like there's all this time that I've wasted in the past on Facebook or different social media things or like writing, like not saying any of those things are bad, but like I could use my time way more wisely if I could just submit to this idea that like, you know, how often do we go on Wi-Fi? You know, how often do we um, press a button that is connected to Wi-Fi? And, and like this, this wonderful conference talk that was shared like a year or two ago said like, we need more Nephi, less Wi-Fi kind of thing. And that really hit home. And so I'm trying to like embody that and be like, yeah, what if I could be even more aware of like, you know, how many times do I access Wi-Fi? And what if I could at least match every time I go onto Wi-Fi, if I could at least start it with family search or at least start it going on my family village website kind of thing that I have right now. And it's like, just like at least going there to, to get some level of, of clarity of mind of like, is there anything else we could do here? Is there anyone else that, that could be found today? Right? Like, is there anyone else we could save? Like, just like going there and, and going through the motions at least of, of, opening up a conduit of any sort so that I could be like, I'm ready, you know, like for however much time a day, like even if it's in tiny moments, like if I'm taking the time to reach out using Wi-Fi to like reach random people in the world and access whatever they want to share, um, because whether they're, they're like for whatever reasons, right? Like I could bare minimum at least take that time to go visit my ancestors in the same way that whenever I would visit my dad, it was like, um, He's like, well, why are you here? Have you visited your grandparents yet? I was like, uh, no. And he's like, um, you need to go visit your grandparents first. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but I came to see you. <laughs> and he's just like, um, no, go visit your grandparents first. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was humbled, right? And, it, and, and so that's kind of what I'm feeling. It's like, what is the point of me going on and using Wi-Fi if I'm not visiting my grandparents first, right? If I'm not taking the time to connect with my ancestors and anything else they want to share with me right now so that they can be found, that I can I can do the things that I need to do so that I can honor and respect them in the most in the most appropriate way. So anyways, so then I read section two. And it's like, behold, I will reveal unto you the priesthood by the hand of Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall plant in the hearts of the children the promises made to the fathers, and the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers. If it were not so, the whole earth would be utterly wasted at his coming. And so when I read that, I was like, oh, <laughs> that was for me. I was like, I have this thing with Heavenly Father where it's like, I believe, like this is my theory, I believe that he paints the clouds beautiful and amazing for me every single day. It's just for me. It's a gift just for me. And I feel like this Section two is like, man, this is for me. And it's like, and he shall plant in the hearts of the children, the promises made to the fathers and the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers. 
if it were not so. I love that. I love, I love every wording in this because it says, hey, section two or like verse two, it's like, um, he shall plant in the hearts. So it's like, he shall, like it's going to happen. Right. And so I feel like it's happened for sure. And then I love how it's like, if it were not, so the whole earth would be ugly wasted as coming. So there's so much power in that. Cause like, there's one side of it where I was like, oh my goodness, like, am I like living a life, you know, like previous to doing anything with the family history, right? Like it just kind of gave me this sinking feeling of like, what if I was just like, completely still in that place where I wasn't doing anything with it right and then it's like talking about planting in the hearts of the children the promises made to the fathers hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers like I might be like because I remember reading those verses before and just kind of feeling empty about it and be like but what like so what like what does that actually mean because I have no no feeling of anything that I can do to progress in there and then it's like if it were not so the whole earth would be utterly wasted at his coming and then it's like oh well like so then, like, what? Even more. Because it's like, I already don't know what I'm going to do about that. And then it's like saying that, like, if I, st- if I stay in this state of not knowing what I'm going to do about it, it will basically mean that, like, the whole earth will be utterly wasted at his coming. Like, because I'm not choosing to do anything to make it any different, right? Because I wasn't. I wasn't for a long time. You know, I might have had respect for my seniors. I might have, like, wanted to visit with them. But there was never really a place where I felt like I was really progressing in it. It was just kind of, like, generally learning here and there and all of this kind of stuff. But I love the certainty in those verses that are actually super comforting. Like, you know, to the point, as I said at the beginning of this recording, where I feel like I'm kind of just snuggling with Heavenly Mother right now. And she's just saying, it's all going to be okay. It's like, we're going to get through this. Because it says, he shall plant in the hearts of the children. So it's saying that, like, that's not my thing to do. Like, he's the one that's going to plant it in in my heart. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, let's let it get planted then. Like, let's, let's at least have an openness to want that that like to allow for that desire to grow and that's kind of like the big thing that I was trying to say this whole time is like so many times in my life I have felt like it's just kind of a boring experience it's been like a very boring experience to be doing new habits and will building and all of this thing whether it's with health goals whether it's with um spiritual goals whether it's even just like the beginnings of of building a family you know I remember those bleak days of having one baby like my first baby, it was bleak to me because I was just like doing it for the first time. And it was so exhausting to just give all my energy to to just like one little baby, right? Like, and it was just a very kind of a lonely experience, right? Just like just building the beginnings of that. Um, But I just love the potential that's here. It's like, and he shall plant in the hearts of the children, the promises made to the fathers and the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers. If it were not so, the whole earth would be utterly wasted at his coming. Like, that's really exciting to me. This whole aspect that the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers. Like, like that just is like, like, it just blows my mind. Um, Just this idea that like, when we take the time to go see our grandparents, take the time to, to visit with our ancestors and have this little council with them and be like, please help me. Like, I don't know where anything is. I don't know who to ask, whatever. And just take the time to be, to open our hearts, to allow for that to be planted in our hearts and to grow our desire. It's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. You know, in the same way that like with my health goals, you know, it was like three months ago that I started the journey of being like, I'm going to specifically choose to do this will building thing where I, I specifically have certain routines in my health lifestyle 
And I know it's going to be one of those things where it's like, it is not an easy choice that is going to make my life harder. It's actually a will building choice that is going to make my life easier. So it's like, okay, I get it. I'm just going to do it. And now, you know, my initial goals were just like that my digestion would be under control, right? That I would feel good, like that I would just feel good, right? That was like the beginning. And then I was like, oh, wait, well, that's cleared up. So now I'm like, oh, well, if I could have anything else, I would love to have like the skin that I actually want to have, like, right? Like, and just feel like good about my skin kind of thing. And that's been clearing up. And then now I'm just like, oh, sweet. Like, (laughs) what's next, right? And it's just like, it builds. It builds on one another, like, and it starts with that desire. And it's the same with like, with the whole family building experience thing that I just said. It's like, hey, I started with one child and it might have been bleak at the beginning because it was like, you know, we were just like poor students just having our first child. And over time I had the second, third, fourth, fifth. And now it's like I have this beautiful synergy in my home where it's like there's pockets of, of groups of people like two kids will love one another and be like ballroom dancing and another two will be like carving things together and then another one will be like toddling around visiting everybody and it's just this like flurry of like beautiful interaction and making things and and experiencing things together and I'm just like that started with this desire to to plant that desire in my heart to be like hey I want to build I want to I want to have a relationship with someone for the rest of my life I want to build um, um, like a family with this other person and, and we want to keep building it, right? That was like the difference. Like it could have been simple and easy for me to be like, actually, I'm just going to be a bachelorette for the rest of my life and, and just do any, everything that I want to do by myself, but basically, but that would have been an easy choice that would make my life harder. Instead of making a will building choice, um, where it's like, I will, take the time to want to sacrifice everything and anything in my life to help this other person, my spouse, have a great experience, be their help me, be their eternal companion, and we will build a family together. And and I honestly believe that, that, that this intention will lead and has already led to making our lives easier. Just in the beauty that has been created since then. And, and to have been almost like get to be like this co-gardener assistant gardener person to just see this garden grow and be like it is not bare dirt anymore it is not even just tiny sprouts it's like mid you know like it's it's beautiful seeing all these plants grow like I I talk about children like they're plants in my garden like I just love seeing them all grow and I'm just like this is a beautiful thing to watch them grow and every day to check in and be like oh what else what else like what else are you thinking about and like what else is is interesting to you and like all of this kind of stuff right so that's been fun and then like that's what I the way that I think about this whole family history thing right it's like in the beginnings it was just about planting it in my heart and I was like yeah no I'll let it be planted because I believe in this right but like and on the journey it was really tough some days it was really tough to be like there's still nothing like I have I still have no idea who I could ask about all this kind of stuff like it's just always just like I turn over every rock and there's nothing there and then finally we get to this point in our lives where it's like, oh, somebody can help us. Like, somebody can help us. They're willing to do it. They're eager to do it. And somehow we're able to have the resources to allow for that to actually be a full experience. And now the when we're talking about, like, you know, like 
being active in this, I'm like, okay, what else could I do though? You know, maybe they're, they're doing their end of what they're finding and they found some things. And then now it's time for me to really take the time to go through it all and take the time to like, you know, learn more and, and really take in the time to absorb it all in the same way that, you know, like I, I go to parenting books a lot because I find the meditative state of just reading parenting books allows for me to get the impressions that I need so that I can, I can become the parent that I need to be. Not necessarily because of the actual ink on the page of what they said, but because of the white experiences that I'm having. And so I want to have that similar notion as I move forward to be like, okay, I might have this stuff to go through now of like what is from my ancestry, my heritage and all of this stuff. And I need to have faith that as I go through it, the white on the page will speak to me. The, you know, all of the, all of the in-betweens, the pondering, the, the time to just make time for it is going to be worthwhile. And so that's kind of where I'm coming to. It's like, yep, it's time to just make time to see my grandparents. It's just time to do it. So I'm just like, sweet. And I say that, and I have to say that because both of my grandparents are now passed. My grandpa passed like eight years ago. And then my, my other, my grandma passed like a year ago. And so when I say like, it's time for me to see my grandparents, I'm literally saying like, it's time for me to really take in whatever I can, because I, I still have a body right now and I can do something right. You know, it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful experience. Like having had grown up around my grandparents and seeing all of the siblings, all of their children come and take care of them, you know, helping them walk up steps or helping them, um, getting groceries for them or all of this kind of stuff. And just seeing how much service was offered to them because they love them, right? They took the time to want to see them and want to, um, support them and buoy them up and and help them along in their old age and I was like man this is so beautiful like this is just absolutely beautiful and so like if I can give anything in this realm it's like okay let's do it let's do this 